You're listening to the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, your source for tips and tricks on building wealth through real estate in Connecticut. You will get the best techniques from leading local experts in real estate and lending. Now, here's your host, Robert Weinberg. Good Saturday morning to everybody. Welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Rob, good morning to good you. Good morning, Gary. How you doing? You know, Rob, no complaints. That's good. You know, I, I again, I try to take it one day at a time. The weather's been nice, so it's hard to find, you know, I, look, I'm not, I'm not saying I can't complain. I, you know, of course, there's always, nobody likes to complain or number one. I mean, everybody's got their own problems, their own issues, mm-hmm. but... Um, it's, I find it hard pressed to be, you know, too down in the dumps when I just uh, think with all the negativity going on in the world right now, being positive and optimistic is important. So if you can get through every day saying you're doing okay and you're making it, you're better than a lot of others. Very true. You know, and I, I always tell you when you ask me this, I, I I do take it one day at a time. You know, I I try not to look, I have, you know, there's short term goals. There's long term goals. I'm not saying I don't have those. Everybody should have those, but you know, things can change at, at the drop they of a can. dime. You know, we talk about interest rates. So look at, I mean, look, you want to talk about interest rates. They, they, they're changing uh, nearly on a, on a biweekly basis here. Daily, really. Yeah. You know, it's looking like things are getting better for a couple of days and then bam, the Fed says something and the rates go up again. It's just, you know, it can be difficult, but you know, I do want to focus in on that optimism, that positivity Good. and success today, Good. which I know we've done on, on you know several recent episodes. And I want to really focus on the topic of debt consolidation because oh, it's yeah. so powerful. And uh, a lot of people haven't been thinking about it lately, but should be. Well, you know what? Then let's start with this. Um, <laughs> how about if we just start with probably a little simple question? Right. All right. Well, let's start with maybe, can you explain what debt consolidation is? And then we'll take it from okay. there. Okay. So... I want to preface the answer to the question that there's a lot of misconceptions about debt consolidation and a lot of people confuse debt consolidation with debt settlement, debt management, or debt negotiation. So I want to make a clear distinction that when we're talking about debt consolidation, number one, we're talking about a strategy or program or plan that will help protect and improve your credit in most cases. Whereas those other debt strategies, debt settlement, debt negotiation, bankruptcy, that sort of thing, those are going to hurt your credit. Those are going to be negative. So we're not going to talk about those at all. And I want to be clear. So debt consolidation, what differentiates it from these other debt strategies is that debt consolidation is the process of paying off a bunch of loans. It could be two or three. It could be 20 and replacing those loans with one new loan. So if you just look at the definition of the word consolidate, just in general, in all different industries, it's going to apply to debt. So we're talking about taking many loans and paying them off using one loan. So what does that do for you? We'll talk about the benefits, but it definitely simplifies things. And I think on the purpose, that's why a lot of people want to do it, is they say, well, I've got five payments. I got a credit, two credit cards, an auto loan, a mortgage, and a personal loan. Gosh, it would be so nice. and It would be such a stress reliever if I could, instead of making five payments every month, I could make one payment. And that's really the surface of what debt consolidation is. Hey, but why does debt consolidation get such a bad rap with a lot of financial advisors and even some of those money gurus? 
I, I hear and I see it all the time. A lot of financial advisors will not advise debt consolidation. They'll say it's a bad idea. Hmm. Uh, a lot of the money gurus like Dave Ramsey, Susie Orman, and the other financial pundits that you see on the news or in here on the radio, they don't speak highly of debt consolidation. Uh, and the reason is because the majority of people that take these debt consolidation loans misuse them. Mm. Uh, they think they're doing the right thing, but they're not. And we'll talk about the right and wrong way to use them here in a minute. But the reason that they misuse them is because one of the biggest benefits of a debt consolidation loan is that there's a huge savings, both in interest and also typically in monthly payment. So you could be saving upwards of dollars or more a month. And that sounds great on the surface, but the bad rap comes from that money ends up evaporating. So you really have to step back and be very thoughtful and mindful of what your financial plan is when it comes to a debt consolidation loan and how it fits into your financial plan, your retirement plan, your other uh, plans. Uh, Most people don't do that. And if you have bad financial habits, if you're somebody that's getting into debt and getting out and then getting back in and out and you're always kind of up a creek uh, financially, then those bad financial habits aren't just going to go away because you consolidate your debt and you save all this money. What ends up happening is, again, that money evaporates. You don't know where the savings went. And as a consumer, you end up racking those credit cards or those loans right back up to where they were before, sometimes even a higher level. But if used correctly, which is what I want to focus a lot on in today's episode, these can be like a financial windfall. It can be like hitting a a mini lottery. If you use it the right way, they can be one of the best financial planning tools that you can put in place uh, as part of your mortgage strategy for both cash flow and then also for wealth building, which plays in as well. But I've got to ask you, what the what you think the biggest mistake is that people make when they are consolidating their debt? By far, the number one mistake that people make when consolidating their debt is letting the savings evaporate into their budget. Doesn't matter if they were saving $200 a month or $2,000 a month. It's evaporation is the term I use because it's just like, um, you know, you put water in your hand and open your hand, it evaporates, right? It just goes through. It's not there anymore. That's what happens to most people when they do this debt consolidation. And the other big mistake which ties in with that is not having a financial plan in place for that savings. So that is the big issue here. And and that's also why so many people think badly of debt consolidation, because they've heard the stories of people misusing these loans. But there are so many great ways to use them and so many success stories that you can really see to get motivated on doing these debt consolidation loans. Why is using a mortgage for debt consolidation such a great option? Right. So there's different ways and instruments that you could use to consolidate your debt. We're talking about like a balance transfer credit card offer. That could be one way to consolidate your debt, a personal loan or a mortgage loan. So why is the mortgage the best way to consolidate your debt? Because the mortgage by far, no matter what the interest rates are in the market, the mortgage is always going to be the lower interest rate. So If a mortgage is at 6%, I guarantee your credit cards are a lot higher. A personal loan is going to be a lot higher. So always that lower interest is going to be a huge motivation for using a mortgage as the instrument to consolidate versus these other methods. Um, The other thing is 
fixed cost. So on a mortgage, you can get like a fixed rate. Whereas if you use a balance transfer credit card, for example, it might be 0% for 12 or 18 months. But what about after that? If you read mm. the fine print, you'll see your credit card interest could go from zero or 1.99 up to 20, 30, even more percentage points. And that's going to dramatically increase your monthly payment. It's going to dramatically increase the interest that you're paying. And it's going to undo all the good that you did when you consolidated or did that balance transfer. With a mortgage, it's a fixed cost. So that's a but huge, huge advantage. Can't they credit card hop? A lot of people would do that. When, when they get to that can. time, they can just go to another credit Absolutely. card. Absolutely. And that's, that's one strategy some people use. But all you're doing if you do the balance transfer game, as I call it, is you're moving debt from your left pocket to your right pocket. No, I know. You're but at least you're not paying the, the, the 29%. You know, you're paying the introductory rate rather than... Totally agree with you. And again, that's one strategy a lot of people do before they consider a debt consolidation refinance is they'll say, oh, I'm going to pay this off in a year or to let me do a balance transfer and then at the end of this term i'll transfer to another but let me tell you i have seen so many people that have been playing that balance transfer game for two to five years and they still are in the same amount of debt or more than they were when they started because every time you balance transfer there's fees that get tacked on okay and just because you balance transfer doesn't mean that you're not using the credit card anymore. Some people have to use the credit card, unfortunately. By using a debt consolidation refinancing strategy, you get out of that entire process in that game of moving from one to another. We actually want to focus in on consolidating and then eliminating the debt, zeroing it out, getting it to nothing. Uh, another big advantage is tax deductibility. There's no tax deductibility when it comes to credit cards or personal loans where, depending on your personal circumstance, mortgage interest may be tax deductible to you. And by rolling credit card debt and other high interest debt into your mortgage, you may gain a huge tax advantage. Again, everybody's different. Consult with your CPA or tax advisor. Last reason why a mortgage debt consolidation refinance is going to be the best method is because of flexibility. So on a personal loan or credit card, you don't have flexibility. You kind of take the term they give you. Um, a credit card doesn't have a term, so you have to figure it out yourself. They just give you the minimum payment. But on a personal loan, which a lot of people use nowadays to consolidate, they'll usually be a three or a five year timeline. I don't think I've seen much longer than five years. Well, if you're consolidating 10, 20, 30,000 or more in debt, if you only have three to five years to pay it off, your monthly payments might be quite high. Contrary to a mortgage where we're talking about long payback timeframes, 15, 20, 30 years. So that's going to create a bigger margin. That's going to create more opportunity. That's going to create more cash flow. And there's so much customization that can be done. If you're working with the right mortgage pro that understands how these loans work, we can actually design a proper strategy which will keep you on the same track or even accelerate ahead of where you're at now when it comes to paying off your house. So don't think just because you only have 5, 10, 15 years left on your mortgage, it doesn't mean you're automatically going back to 30 years. A lot of my debt consolidation uh, refinancing clients end up with a 10 or a 15 year mortgage because they're saving so much that they can now pay their house off early. You know, one scary aspect of consolidating your credit cards into a uh, cash at home refi or, or mm -hmm. is so you have a zero balance on your credit cards, but there's people who are just tempted and say, oh, well, you know, and then they oh, let me put this on the charge. Let me oh, I can't really mm -hmm. afford this, but I'll, I'll I got a zero. I have a low balance. I'll I'll charge. And then they've got two problems. They've got this increased debt from the consolidation mm -hmm. loan, and then or a, a mortgage. And then they've got these brand new credit card bill. It's disciplining yourself to not utilize those credit that's cards in the, a dangerous that's manner. That's the perfect 
perfect uh, story you just told about why debt consolidation loans get a bad rap. Because the majority of people that use them that don't have this financial plan in place, that don't have the accountability, that don't have the strategy designed correctly, end up in that exact boat. So they get rid of all their credit card debt, they consolidate it into their mortgage, they zero it out. And then a couple months go by, something comes up, boom, whack it on the credit card. Why? Because they didn't know any better. That's how they were taught. Financial habits don't change unless you change. So that's why, again, it's all about who you're working with and having that right plan and strategy in place so that before the debt's even consolidated, you know where every dollar is going. That's going to alleviate needing to use a credit card because most financial emergencies can be handled with a couple hundred dollars. But why are people then using the credit cards? Because they don't have the savings, you see? If we can alleviate that issue of not having the savings, the emergency fund, not having the cash flow, then all of a sudden, you don't have to use the credit card when you have a flat tire. You can use your debit card or pay cash or write a check for it. And if you're gonna use a credit card and get points, then you can go and you can pay it off a week or two later and you can play the game the credit card companies play in your favor. Can you discuss using a personal loan for debt consolidation versus a mortgage. Mm -hmm. So like I said earlier, uh, personal loans are very common instrument that people are using nowadays to consolidate their debt because it's pretty simple to get. The interest is relatively good, uh, but it's not the best option if you're a homeowner and you have access to equity in your home. Uh, and number one is there's no tax deductibility at all doesn't matter what you do or what your income is. There's no deductibility on a personal loan at all. At all. Like I was mentioning before, the terms are very stringent. There's only three to five year options. So if you need a personal loan for 10 years, there's very few, if any, banks that will do a loan that long. So it's going to mean to you that you're not going to save as much money per month as you would if the payments were stretched out for longer. Um, that's not necessarily a good thing, depending on your motives. You want that customization. You want the flexibility. The last reason why a personal loan is not as good as a debt consolidation mortgage is that the interest rates are going to be a lot higher. A mortgage always relatively is going to be lower than what's going on in the market. So if credit card rates are 20 to 30%, mortgage rates might be five or six. What would you rather have? Personal loan rates I've seen, maybe eight to 10% on average. And that's not bad if you've got that 25% credit card. But if you explore your options and don't just put yourself in a box and look at your different um, potential solutions to your issue, you'll find that the debt consolidation mortgage, the refinancing, even if you have lower credit, it's gonna be a better interest rate than you're typically gonna get from one of these personal loan companies or banks. Why is the timing so great right now for homeowners using equity to consolidate debt? Yeah, so this is a controversial topic, I would say, because a lot of people think that I have to have X amount of dollars in equity in my home in order to do this, and they don't understand the guidelines and how uh, the ratios work when it comes to debt consolidation loans. But the reason why the timing is so good right now versus six months ago, a year ago, or a couple years ago, is that right now throughout the entire country, home values are very close or at their peak that they've ever been, okay? In almost all areas in the country, the home prices have exceeded the prices in the last housing bubble. So that means to you that as a consumer, someone looking to consolidate their debt, a homeowner with equity built up, you're going to be able to tap more equity today than you would have six months ago, than you would have a year ago, definitely than you would have several years ago. So it's really just getting the most bang for your buck. 
For example, you might have gotten $50,000 a year ago, but today you can get $75,000 on the same structured loan because it's uh, you're able to borrow more money because the home value has gone up. Hmm. The next thing is that mortgage rates, although they've increased significantly over the last several months, they're still relatively low. They're still below the all-time, or excuse me, the average over the last 30 years, which is about 6.5%. They're still below that. On most loans now, fixed rates, at least you're talking about rates in the 5 to 6% range, so still well below the uh, historical recent averages. And the other thing is that there's a lot of different options available for debt consolidation uh, loans on your home. You've got the cash-out refinance, but you've also got access to second mortgages. You've also got access to home equity equity lines of credit. While those have pros and cons that we've talked about on other episodes, it still is good to have options and be able to weigh different types of scenarios and different benefits to you when it comes to consolidating and which product is going to be best. Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. You can reach Rob Weinberg uh, at 860-413-3938. Again, that's 860-413-3938 and online at ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. We'll give you more information on that more towards the end of the show. Um, Rob, can you uh, maybe give a few real-world stories of some of your clients who have used debt consolidation as a financial strategy? That's a great question because I love bragging about my uh, clients, as yes. you know. That's why I asked. There's just some some great scenarios that I think will resonate with a lot of listeners from all over on how these can really work. So um, these are all recent clients, like in the last couple of months that have utilized debt consolidation refinance to improve their finances. So the first um, family that I want to mention is uh, a family that I worked with in New Milford, Connecticut. And they had a significant amount of uh, credit card debt that had accumulated specifically over the pandemic. So one of the spouses was out of a job for several months and they used the credit cards to make ends meet. They had some changes they needed to make to their home, some repairs that they ended up having to put on credit cards. So long story short, they racked up about $50,000 in credit card debt over approximately a two-year period. Uh, what we were able to do was consolidate all that debt because they're now both back to work. They're doing fine and they need to clean up the mess. So when we consolidated all their debt, we restructured their mortgage and rolled that debt into a new 30-year loan. They had like 22 years left or mm. so on their mortgage. We stretched it back to a 30-year. But here's the great part. And this is the part that everyone misses that I want you to like slow down and really think about and really hone in on because this is the difference between a successful debt consolidation and a failure. What they decided to do was take that $950 a month that they were saving on their credit cards and they took a majority of that money, not all of it, but like three quarters of it. And their financial plan is to put that money back on their mortgage. Why would they do that? Because they're taking a 30-year mortgage and by putting that extra money on every month that was going to credit card interest, now they're putting it to mortgage principal. Their new 30-year loan is going to be paid off in 15 years. It's half the time. Yet they're not changing their budget. How do they do that? They're taking the money that was going to credit card interest, they're consolidating that, getting rid of it, and then redirecting that interest money to principal. So when you can take money that was going in the bank's pocket and put it into your pocket, obviously you're going to accelerate things. You're going to be successful. And you'll, you'll hear that theme resonating with all these stories because this is how you do it right. And this is how you make sure that you're guaranteed success when you consolidate your debt. 
The next story that I want to tell you is a client from Meriden, Meriden, Connecticut, um, that came to me not too long ago, and they had a really hard time getting approved for a mortgage. They had gone to several banks and credit unions, and they had been getting denied for mortgages several times because they had lower credit. I think their credit was like in the high 500s to low 600s, so much below what most banks or credit unions or lenders would look for when it comes to getting some sort of loan. Um, they did come to me, though, after seeing one of my uh, online videos and reached out and said, look, Rob, we know we don't have a good shot at this, but we want a professional like yourself to look at this before we just throw in the towel and maybe sell our home. The only money that they have is in their home equity, and they had hundreds of thousands of equity in this home that they couldn't tap, that they couldn't access. But what we were able to do was consolidate about $20,000 in debt. It was about three quarters credit cards and then a personal loan that they were finishing paying off. And they were down on their mortgage to only 18 years left, okay? So... They had this 18-year mortgage, but they were buried in debt. So what good was that mortgage doing them? The answer was nothing. By taking that 18-year and then stretching it back out, we were able to save them $1,202 a month, okay? And one of these clients here, this couple, is on a fixed income. All they get is disability. They don't uh, have a job where they can work overtime or get bonuses. So they're really strapped financially with only one income really coming in that, that works a normal job. So what they did with the money is that $1,202 a month that they were saving, I told them they could pay their house off in only eight years, but they didn't care. They didn't want to pay their house off in eight years. They have a huge shortage in retirement funds because one is on a fixed income. Now they have to really support a retirement for two people with one retirement fund. And they're way behind on that due to all the debt. So what they're doing is taking that thousands of dollars a month that's being saved and redirecting that over to the 401k. They're redirecting it over to the IRA. Now they're maxing out all their retirement accounts. And they're going to be in a much better financial position for retirement. What we did was we looped in a financial advisor with them and said, okay, they're saving all this money on the debt consolidation. What would their retirement look like if they started putting $1,202 a month between a 401k and an IRA? Where would that put them financially? It completely changed their financial circumstance for the better. It created hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in future uh, value that'll be there. And thousands of dollars in monthly income that they'll be able to pull to completely set them up for retirement success. So you're talking about no debt, just a mortgage payment, which is very, very low, and thousands a month in savings. That's how you do it, ladies and gentlemen. That is the key. That is the piece of the puzzle that nobody talks about. So this debt consolidation thing, like everyone wants to tout how great it can be and savings and all that, but they're not telling you the second part of the story, the second chapter, which is what are you doing with the money? And that's the powerful part. The last one I'll tell you, because I know we're short on time, retired client from Oxford, Connecticut, 10,000 in credit card debt consolidated, not a ton of debt, 10,000, right? It's manageable, but when you're on a retirement income, a fixed income, and you can't work extra, that $10,000 of debt is like a noose around your neck. Financially, you can't move ahead. So this client, $10,000 in debt consolidated, saved $400 a month on their monthly payment. Their plan was to actually go get a part-time job. That was originally their plan was, well, I need to make several hundred dollars more a month because my budget's in the negative and I need to pay off this debt, so I'm going to bite the bullet and go get a part-time job. Once they came in touch with me, they were referred by another client who did something similar last year, and they realized, oh my God, I can make as much money 
by consolidating my debt as I would make at a part-time job. So now they are freeing up their time. They'll be able to have that retirement lifestyle, that quality of life that they want. And instead of getting the job, they just need to restructure their finances properly. And that 400 a month for them, that's going in their bank account because they were in the negative. They don't care about paying their house off. They don't need to invest. They're again, much older at their retirement stage in life. They just needed to get from a negative monthly budget to a positive monthly budget. And this did it for them. And now they have financial freedom. It's a great story, Rob. One more for you. Um, how have how have debt consolidation mortgage loans changed over the last, I don't know, say 10 or 15 years? Yeah, they have changed quite a bit. And I would really say I want to lean more towards closer to the 15-year mark because really the last 8 to 10 years, the debt consolidation refinance loans have been status quo. They okay. haven't changed that much. They haven't really innovated that much. Um, if we go back... 15 plus years though, we look at like when I was starting in the mortgage industry and I did a lot of these debt consolidation loans. And one of the greatest parts back then was that we were able to tap 85, 90, 95% of the home values. Now you can't do that because people abused that back in the old days. Now you're capped other than veterans, you're capped at 80% of the home value on a first mortgage debt consolidation. So it used to be a higher amount you could get than today, but home values are higher now, right? So you know that kind of evens out, but it's definitely a big difference. Uh, another thing is that even though there's a stigma against these loans with some people, there also are these success stories like what you're hearing about today. And some people do know people that did this successfully and saved all this money and were able to completely change their financial paradigm and their family's financial future moving forward as a result of this. And when you hear those stories, if you're a homeowner, if you're dealing with debt, you know, it's motivating. You want to be optimistic about solutions. And a lot of people, that light bulb goes off in their head. Gosh, maybe that's something I should look look into. Whereas before I didn't see it as, you know, normal in society as maybe it is now because mm. people are now seeing somebody tap their equity for this or that. Wow, maybe I can do a consolidation loan. Maybe I can use my equity to consolidate my debt. So it's definitely catching on a lot more. And the last thing I'll say for differences between, you know, decades ago versus now on the debt consolidation refinance is that the uh, requirements are tighter now than they were. You know, you have to be a better borrower today. You have to have a lower debt to income and whatnot than you did before. So for the banks, that means a lower risk loan so they can make loans to more people. But for a borrower, for a homeowner, you know, you might have to pull a few strings, dot an I or cross a T you didn't to need to before in order to get these loans done. There's just a little bit more rigorous underwriting process. But I think overall, that just strengthens the market for these loans because sure. they're better quality loans for the investors, which means there should in the future, I believe, be more innovation and more ability for people to take advantage of this stuff. Folks, you've been listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. You can find out more on this topic. Excellent stories. I, that's probably one of my favorite parts. When you share you. those stories, Thank that's you. real life. I think people relate to that a lot. Uh, you can check out more information on this online at ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. Again, that's ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. By the way, if you've got a question um, that you'd like to have answered, we, we can probably even do it right on these very airwaves, because if you come up with a question, I'll bet others have come up with a question as well, especially if it's a general question. Um, simply email us at MortgageMattersRadioShow at gmail.com. Again, MortgageMattersRadioShow at gmail.com. And if you'd like to schedule an appointment with Rob Weinberg, 
which I can't say I'd blame you, um, I would say get on the phone immediately and give him a call, particularly if it's something on a more personal nature that you wouldn't want to uh, you know, broadcast over the airwaves. Uh, that's something that may be more specific to you and your situation. Simply set up a meeting with him or a consultation with him by calling 860-413-3938. Again, that's 860-413-3938. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. Until next Saturday, have a good one, everybody. So long. Hey, now that really was your story. You're, you're a very good storyteller. You're, oh, you're, really? Yeah, they. I think they'll resonate. I think okay. they probably resonate the most. You had me. I'm. I'm listening to every. Thanks for listening. If you have questions about the information we've covered or would like to discuss mortgage financing for your situation, you can reach Robert Weinberg by visiting www.robgw.com.